It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. He is available, and we are going to go to him right now. That's Elliot Shore Parks from Go Birds. Of course, check out all Elliot's work on 94WIP as well. Elliot, so they win the game today. You're in that, you know, in the conditions. I know you were in the press box, but you were in and yeah. around what was going on there today from a weather perspective. Look, one of my big take big takeaways in this is, look, if you need to run the ball a million times and just pound it down their throat and win that way, if the quarterback maybe isn't lighting the world on fire, you're able to do that. If you need to take the ball away from the other team who hasn't turned it over much at all this year, you're able to do that. What's your sense of this win for the Eagles today? Yeah, it's one of those games where you mentioned the elements. You know, they're 3-0. and They fall down 14 nothing. I'm not saying any loss in the NFL is acceptable because obviously each game counts more than any other sport. But if they would have lost this game, I don't think anybody would have pressed the panic button. But the fact that they came back, they won it the way they did. And there was a point when they're up 20-14, to uh, it's halftime. And I, I, at that point, I would have been shocked if they lost the game. And I think that just speaks to how well they played this year, that – they didn't play that great early on. They were down 14 nothing, and they only had a six-point lead, and I was confident they were going to win that game. So incredibly impressive uh, how they got control of it after looking so bad early on. What was the mindset in the locker room? What were the, the players, the coaches, what was the mantra that you could hear yeah. in there? Yeah, I think what's impressive about their locker room is it's – I mean, I haven't seen them in a loss, so obviously that's noteworthy. But after every game, it's kind of the same thing, and I think that's because – they listened to Jalen and Jalen's message, which is it was a good win. They were certainly happy. I mean, they, they celebrate for sure. But when you talk to the players, they'll say, look, we could have played better. Obviously, we don't want to fall in a 14 nothing hole in those things. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a celebratory locker room. But at the same time, you do hear the, the message they're getting from the top. It definitely filters down throughout the roster. Did the conditions in that game get worse as it progressed? Because it felt like, I don't know, the offense was more open to do more early, and then things just got sloppier. But that was my impression from afar. What was it like while you were there? So I'm in the press box, but just from being there and looking out, uh, yeah, I mean, I did think there was a point. I think it was probably in maybe like the late third, early fourth, where it was really raining. Like it started to come down hard. But I thought throughout the game the conditions were bad. Uh, And, you know, Hassan Reddick talked about it, and he said, he was asked, you know, you think you guys were able to create so many turnovers because of because of the rain? And he said, well, no one was talking about the rain when we were down 14 nothing. So 
I think the rain certainly played a part, but at the same time, both teams played in it. So I, I don't know if you can kind of point to that as a reason for the Eagles winning. Elliot, two massive issues for this team last year were they couldn't get to the quarterback enough and they didn't turn the other team over enough. They got nine yeah. takeaways uh, through four games thus far. We've seen the last two weeks. Of course, last week was nine. It was crazy. But they get three sacks again today. Reddick has two, a couple uh, forced fumbles. Those two areas, which you know everybody points to, look to be vastly improved. Is that, your, is that kind of your vibe of what's going on defensively with them? Yeah, I looked at up during the game and I'll have to double check it, but I'm pretty sure they've turned, they've created more turnovers than they have touchdowns allowed this year. So it's more likely that they were going to turn the ball over, that they're going to create a turnover when they go out on the field than it is they're going to allow a touchdown. And I think to your point, that speaks about how, you know, crazy it is that they've turned this over so quickly. Now, today I believe they got five. So that's, you know, a bit of an outlier. They get nine sacks last week, bit of an outlier as well. But at the bottom line is through four games, the two areas they really needed to improve in, they have. And I think that, you know, Gannon gets talked about a lot, right? And I, you know, last year he got a lot of criticism. And I think last year the issue was poor player execution. And I think this year they're just the players are playing better. I think that you know when you get front pressure from the front four the way they are in these last few weeks, your defense is going to be really good. And then that's what's happening. Did we not kick the field goal on fourth and three at the end of the game because of Jake Elliott's injury? I asked Nick that after the game. He wouldn't, uh, you know, talk about Jake's injury. I do think that's probably why. I think that if, you know, they're playing in a dome and Jake uh, isn't injured, I bet that he kicked it because it mm-hmm. pretty much seals the win and it's certainly a manageable kick. I thought it was one of, you know, the toughest decisions in game Nick's probably had since he was, uh, since he was hired here. I think that either one was kind of acceptable. I think if he would have attempted to kick, that would have made sense. But I also understand why he didn't. The field was bad. It was windy. It was rainy. And, you know, Jake had suffered that injury. So, at the end of the day, the defense came through. But, yeah, if the defense would have scored there, you know, I think uh, that Nick might have second-guessed himself, uh, even with Jake injured. What did uh, Elliot say about the injury after the game? So, I didn't get a chance to see him after the game. Uh, I was in the press conference room for part of it, so maybe uh-huh. he spoke then. But, I mean, he did kick after the injury. So, you know, that's encouraging. But, again, with these things sometimes, in the heat of the moment, you know, you don't fully realize how injured you are. And then when you wake up the next morning, uh, it's something right. you see. So, so definitely something to monitor uh, this week. Elliot, do you have any kind of vibe? I mean, this is a lengthy list. This is They've been very fortunate thus far that they haven't had you know the severe injuries yeah. as some of the other teams have had. But we're talking Maialata. We're talking Slay. We're talking uh, Sam Malo, Jake Elliott, Patrick Johnson. Yeah. Are you hearing anything on any of these guys? So Slay seemed to be in good spirits uh, in the locker room after the game. Now, players normally will say, like, oh, I'm okay. But at the end of the day, I just his body language, the way he was acting, I didn't get the feeling that he felt this was long term. Uh, my lot of coming back out and at least maybe considering going back in, I think is encouraging. But again, like they're going to have to do tests. So um, yeah, it's certainly you know with those conditions, to have that, that amount of injuries isn't ideal. But at least as of now, it does seem like maybe they've you know uh, avoided any serious uh, long term injury. What about Miles Sanders? A lot of usage today, and I felt like at the end of the game, I thought I saw him limping off the field. That could have been mm-hmm. imagined, but uh, you know, he he did a lot, and yeah. I, I'm just wondering how he looked in the locker room afterwards. I didn't. I did not notice a limp uh, in the locker room after the game. He seemed in good spirits when he spoke to the media. Good. So I mean, I think you know, after I think it was a career high in carries for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm sure he, he's definitely sore from, from all that. But, yeah, I think he, he ran the ball great today. I think he ran it hard. I think he looked explosive when he was in the open field. And he really looked like the player 
that was in training camp before he got injured. I think in the offseason he did add muscle without losing speed, and that showed today. And, look, Nick Sirianni joked about it. Like, he's their number one running back. And today they showed that if they have to, they're comfortable giving him the ball and trusting him with the offense. Elliot, we're almost at the quarter pole. You know, back in the day when they played 16, we would be here. But they're the lone yeah. undefeated team. Uh, and you know, looking at what's surrounding them, whether that's the NFC East, the NFC in general, throw the AFC in there, whatever the case may be, they beat a pretty good team coming in here today. But what, where, where are you in terms of how good this team is and ultimately how far they can go? You know, something I think about a lot is if we didn't experience the Super Bowl in 2017, would we think this team is as special, right? Like, because we saw it in 2017, are we quicker to sit and say, oh, well, look, we're seeing it again? And I don't think that's the case. Like, just being around this team, being around the coaches, the players, you know, watching them play, I think this is a very, very special team. Are they perfect? No. They don't have any, they don't have any playoff wins under their belt, right? Like, we're going to have to see them beat – better teams. But at the end of the day, just from being around them, the sense I get, you know, Monday through Saturday when I'm at the Novacares, this is a really, really special team. They win different ways. They find ways to win even when maybe they shouldn't. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't know if I can say any team in the NFL is better. Like, maybe the Bills, just because of the playoff experience, you look at Mahomes, but outside of that, but I, I think in the NFC, they're clearly the best team right now. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard I mean, to argue I, that. I agree. I mean, but, I mean, if you <laughs> yeah. had to really – you know, stake your claim for somebody else, who would it be? Uh, and I don't think there's anybody – it's advantageous to be in that conference because I don't, you, could, you could make a case for maybe two or three or four teams in the AFC, but I think the NFC is just so wide open right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the games today, obviously, because watching the Eagles game. So, I, you know, maybe it's possible a team out there played great. But I think the only thing you can point to when saying, oh, maybe I would take the Rams or the Packers or the Bucks really is the playoff experience. Like, that's it. But when you look at the actual roster, like, in the game, like, what we've seen from the teams on the field, I don't think there's been been a single team in the NFL that's been more impressive than the Eagles. They win on both lines of scrimmage. Their secondary is awesome. Their receivers are awesome. Their quarterback and MVP candidate. Like, I love nothing more than when we call and we can talk about, you know, a problem the team, you know, like, just some type of controversial issue. Like, it's always fun to debate. But there really isn't anything with this team. <laughs> I mean, it's like the punt returner and the, and the punter, and that's it. So yeah. I, I think they're clearly the, the best team in the NFC right now. All right, l- and now l- we're banged up. Yeah, well, that, and that's... now we have to figure out how to move forward with the secondary that's compromised and an right. offensive but, line that's compromised. Right, but, but even with that, you look at the injury today to – I know he didn't suffer today, but Avante Maddox, right? Like, oh, it's going to be an issue because of Christian Kirk. Did Christian Kirk end up with a single catch? I mean, I know he didn't have one in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, he didn't hurt know, them. I, yeah. yeah, so I think that the team actually has great depth like, like all over the field. Yeah, that that was yeah. That's exactly where I was going. I mean, you plug you're down to your third string left tackle, right? And and yeah. because with Dillard out, you plug in Driscoll, you pl- plug in Opeta, and those guys more than hold their own. I I also wanted to ask you, but Elliot, we can't get it. We cannot get a sense of like comfort right now with expecting Jack Driscoll to hold up as no. our left tackle. But you would say that would apply to any Sua Opeta being right. you know in at guard. Those are guys who aren't as good as the people that will be facing yeah and and just like you know today Josiah Scott there were times where he was he was not good enough mm-hmm. and we potentially could have to overcome that yeah. moving forward so there is some more adversity to deal with this week and uh, you know that's where great coaching staffs have to figure out ways to mm-hmm. you know work around that which yeah I would just say and I think that's true like look 
the season could end in a few snaps next week, right? Hurts could get hurt. Like, Slay could suffer. Like, I, like mm-hmm. things could change quickly in the NFL for sure. But I think where I'm at with this team is there's so many questions for the future with contracts and Hurts and all that. Bottom line is they have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Like, right now is their chance, right? Like, yeah, yeah things could change. Players could get hurt. We'll see about contracts. But I think we all agree when we watch this team every week, there's no question they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And 2017 to 18 taught us, like, you've got to capitalize when you have that chance. And this is their chance. Hey, do we know what the Slay injury is? And, and how much how much was he out there? Uh, I, I don't remember no, seeing I, him much. I remember seeing Zach McPherson out there almost the whole game. Yeah. What yeah. is Slay's injury? So he left with a forearm injury. Um, I didn't see a wrapped or anything like that in the locker room after the game. He did come back onto the sideline in the second half, but he did not come back into the game. So, yeah, McPherson played all the snaps uh, after Slay left. I'm, I'm 99% sure. So, yeah, he did not return in any meaningful fashion today. Hmm. Yeah. Elliot, well, look, the, the, the last team standing at this point uh, through yeah. four, uh, still undefeated. They get ca- the uh, Arizona Cardinals next week in Arizona. And then, of course, it's the Cowboys here, which is going to be a huge game and likely – uh, at that point, Dak Prescott is back. But it's been a fun ride, an interesting one so far, that's for sure. Elliot, listen, man, we appreciate it. We'll check you out, Go Birds podcast, and, of course, uh, Go Birds on Saturdays with James at 1 and then and all your hits that you do throughout the uh, week with the varying shows. Appreciate your time, Elliot. Thanks. Yep. Sounds good to talk to you guys. Thanks, all right, Elliot. you got it. That's Elliot Shore Parks. And, uh, you know, again, 94WIP.com is where you can check out Elliot's work. Let's get a quickie here, John. We'll come back. We'll continue to get people's reaction from this Eagles win 29-21 over the Jaguars 4-0 on the season, a game in which they trailed 14-0 and ripped off 29 unanswered. He's John Ritchie. I'm Rob Ellis. You're listening to the PDQ Restaurant Point of Sale postgame show on the Eagles Radio Network, presented by PNC. Make today the day on 94WIP.